In April of 2016, a TV show named Winona Earp debuted in the U.S. and Canada. Shortly thereafter, a fandom was born. And not just any fandom, and not just any fans. These fans called themselves Earpers. Welcome to This Earper Life, a podcast about the stories behind the fandom. I'm Anne. And I'm Kat. We're both Earpers, and we both wanted to know more about the show and fandom we love. Each week, we take a closer look at the stories behind the show and the fandom that celebrates it. Kat and I were fortunate enough to get the chance to sit down and talk with herb icon Jill Andrews about releasing an album during a pandemic, the beginnings of Tell That Devil, and her experience with the Herper fandom. You can keep up with Jill by following her on Twitter at Jill Andrews and online at JillAndrews.com. Now sit back and enjoy our interview with Jill, recorded on February 12th of 2021. Hello! Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Really good, really good. Nice to see you guys. Nice Great to see, see you too. Okay, let me get all situated here. Situated. Yes, get, get cozy. Yeah. I'm hoping my dogs don't bark now. They, they, they notice anytime I get excited in my voice and then they think someone's at the door. <laughs> but if I break the silence in the house, they all oh, no. go crazy. Uh, uh, so how are, how are so, y'all doing? Pretty good. We're hanging in here. How about you? What's your, are you in, you're in Nashville? Yes, I am. Yep. In Nashville. Um, doing, doing good. Just, um, you know, trying to make the most of it like everybody else. Um, Mm -hmm. where, where are you all at? We're actually both in California. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And by the way, we, we're wearing our uniform today. (laughs) (laughs) We should have told you. (laughs) I know. I need to wear more plaid. More plaid in my life. I've got a good plaid shirt I could wear. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. Next time. Yeah. We not only request your presence, but we want you to wear a specific outfit. Yeah. Please. Please. We have wardrobe notes. So so we are a podcast that uh, we're just uh, beginning to produce. We're called This Erper Life. And what we're doing is we're trying to tell some of the stories behind the Erper fandom. Okay. And... um, we can't tell the story of the Herper fandom without uh, talking to you and other people who've uh, brought so much of the musical mood to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, first we'd like to say welcome, welcome to this Herper life. And thanks for coming and chatting with us today. Uh, Absolutely. I don't know if you're aware of this, but you're a pretty big deal with a certain fandom called the Herpers. <laughs> Uh, I know personally, there's probably not a day that goes by that I don't hum the theme song or sing it out loud to myself. <laughs> uh, so how did this happen? How did you find out that this Canadian feminist supernatural Western wanted your, your song for its theme song? Um. So it was a, it was a few years ago. Um, it feels like four, maybe, I don't know. That's a guess. Um, but yeah, I, so I just had been writing for a publishing company and, um, we had written a song. I'd I'd gotten together with these two guys, um, Emery Dobbins and Matthew Mayfield one day. Um, Emery and I were friends and Matthew and I had never met. Um, and I got together with them and, um, we were just just playing around, you know. We were writing a song, and um, Matthew was playing this really cool, like swampy sounding acoustic guitar part, and he was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And 
you know, sometimes, sometimes lyrics and melodies come to you easier than others, but that day in particular, um, after we had just walked down to the corner gas station and gotten a six pack of beer, um, <laughs> uh, things were coming pretty smoothly, honestly. <laughs> so I, I just was like, I don't know. It, it felt, it felt like the lyrics. So that, that were eventually written. So I just, I, I remember immediately kind of being like, da, 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 you know, and just like, what do you guys think about this? And they're like, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. And so it just kind of, it flowed pretty easily, honestly, because um, I think that swampy sort of acoustic guitar part really lent itself to something devilish. <laughs> And I love the fact that you guys were a couple beers in <laughs> when you wrote it. It's kind of on brand for the show. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, love, I love the beer myself. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that was that was the deal. Um, so, you know, we didn't we didn't write it for the show. It was chosen for the show. Um, and, you know, we could not collectively all be we we're just so thrilled that it's been been used and I know that um I know that you guys have a an amazing fan base I've met several ERPers I played at the ERP convention in New Orleans were you, were you guys there nope. no not there yeah but yeah we heard about it yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that was like I mean that was the only time at that ERP convention in New Orleans uh it was the only time that I have had everyone in the room standing up clapping dancing and singing all the words to one of my songs <laughs> so it was incredible for me you know wow. it's incredible to um to be able to reach people in this sort of way it's the way I've always wanted to reach people you know it was an unexpected way now have you seen the the main title sequence with with the song in it um, yes, yes. I I haven't. I honestly haven't seen a lot of the show. I've just seen a little bit. Um, but yes, I have, and it was freaking cool. What was that? Like? So, what was that experience like? So, uh, kind of talk us through the process. So, the the music supervisor uh, Andrea would have reached out to the publishing company yep. that you were writing for. So, can you, uh, as far as your end of that experience? Did you, did they reach out to the artist? Did, did they let you guys know that they were interested? Do you have to sign off on that so decision? The way that it, the way that it worked in this case and the way that it works in most cases um, is um, uh, the music supervisor. Uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming that my person on my end pitched that song because, you know, a lot of times music supervisors for shows will just do a call out like this is the kind of song we're looking for um and then if the publisher has any um any songs that they think fits the bill they'll send them you know a bunch of different songs so that's probably what happened i don't know the total insider story to that but um and then really what i heard um was hey we got an offer for this this show it's called Fine on earth and, um, you know, here's like, they'll tell you like the money deal and, and all that. And they say, you know, do we have your permission? And they have to get the permission of, um, of all the 
master holders. So, mm. um, <clears throat> you know, the people that paid for the recording. And so um, we all signed off on it and we're very, very glad about it. And then, so that's how that happened. And then um, later on, a couple seasons later, um, I was asked directly to write an acoustic version of the song. Um, and so I did that um, on, on request of the show, which was very, very, very cool. And actually you tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. Anne, who was our master researcher, uh, you tweeted, uh, I was asked to record a slow melancholy version of Tell That Devil for Wine on Herb. They gave me 24 hours. I wish we, I wish I would have had 25. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds like it was a, a quick request. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, it's a beautiful version of the song. It's just gorgeous. Thanks. And it was, you know, if you're not familiar, it was uh, one of the main characters of the show uh, died on, on, in an episode. And the next episode, which is 303 in the order, uh, it, was, it was sort of like a, 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 a way to honor the, the character and the actor who was, who was leaving the show. Uh, so this was the first time that this version, like it was a new version of the, of the theme song. And it was, it's such a beautiful, beautiful way to honor that character. Um, but it sounds like you, ha- you didn't really have much of a heads up. <laughs> about that how, how did that all how did that all work out yeah um I think you know it was I think it was a busy week for me and um when you get a request as a as an artist when you get a request um to do something like that you just don't have a choice you know <laughs> like I didn't have a choice I, it's not like I was gonna say no you know I was the only one who could really fulfill that you know, because it was, it was me singing the original one. It was like, you know, I I had written it. There was a lot of heart and soul into it. I mean, I guess they could have gotten like Katy Perry to do it, but, (laughs) but it just wouldn't have been the same. So I was like, okay, I got to do it. No matter what I have going on, I got to do it. And so, um, yeah, so I just, um, honestly, I did a lot of it myself. I recorded a, um, I'm trying to remember. Gosh, it's like 85 million songs later. Um, I think I, um, yeah, I played guitar and I sang and then I had one of my friends, Lucas Morton. um, He played keys on it. And uh, maybe I think he sang some harmony and he mixed it and it was done. I mean, it was like really, really quick. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had you have you have you been asked to re- re-record a song like that as a sort of a new version of it with a different tone to it before? Is that is that mm. is that something that happens often? I have been. I haven't. Um, not necessarily by a show, um, but like music supervisors have asked me to rewrite stuff. You know, like this song is so close, but the lyric is just like not exactly what we need, or you know, it, it sounds a little too folky and we need it to sound a little bit, you know, so there's a lot, there is a lot of that that goes on for sure. A lot of flexing. Um, but, you know, oftentimes, oftentimes it can be worth it. And sometimes it's just kind of like, you know, throwing a rock into a bucket. Is that a <laughs> I don't know if that's a metaphor. <laughs> well, it is now. Okay. Now, you, exactly. guys, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay, so let's go back. Actually, um, do you remember the first time you you saw your song in that main title sequence? Did they send it to you after you know it, 
you know, the deal was made. Everybody agreed it was it was a done deal. Do you remember the first time you, you guys got to see that? You know, my mom is like the one that always tells me about everything um, involving my career in the public space. And so I think my mom called me and she was like, I saw your song, you know, I, or I, I heard your song on When on Earth and you have to check it out. And I think she sent it to me. And so that's how I saw it for the first time. Um, and yeah, it was just an incredible, incredible moment seeing that and hearing it because I mean, having a theme song is, um, it's awesome um, in every way. It's like, it, it, um, it has like, up to my um my status you know what I mean um there's so many people that would have never heard would have never heard about me had it not been for wait a second let me shazam that who's that singing that song you know so hmm. it's very very cool and you should know that um Winona among fans it's very bingeable people We'll usually go like there's that we do a rewatch. So basically you'll, you'll, you'll go through all the episodes and you just kind of start over. And um, that's a very common Erper experience. And uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a point of pride among Erpers yeah. that we don't skip the intro, even though we've seen it a million times, <laughs> we don't skip it because it is when that first, the first couple beats start, uh -huh. it's like, okay, here we go. I'm in it. I'm in the, I'm already in the episode. It's just, it's such a great intro, such a great theme song. So just know that you're, you, you're, that song will live on the rest of time. As long as there's Erpers, your song and your voice is going to be associated with this awesome show. So And so that is awesome that, you know, it's like every time you guys listen to the song, it's like, oh, yay. <laughs> for all, you know, for the writer, for the, you know, it's just like. Um, so early on in the show's run, there was a, a, a podcast that emerged very quickly. It's called uh, Tales from the Black Badge, and it's sort of the first fan podcast uh, of this fandom. And very early on, the host of that show, Kevin, had mentioned that the song Tell That Devil uh, was not on iTunes yet. And I, th but then it did show up eventually. So oh, weird. is that... Was that in reaction to to fans' response, or do you do you have any kind of hmm. any recollection of that? How that all went down? That is a very good question. You know, remembering back again. Don't quote me on this. Um, I'd have to ask my manager because, you know, as an artist, there are so many little decisions that are made, and sometimes when I'm trying to remember if this is one of those songs because um, it's been in the public space for so long. It's been, you know, iTunes mm. and Spotify and, and all that for so long now. But when it when it first when I first found out that it was going to be on a show, you know, there are some songs that I'm like, well, I don't know if I should release that because it's a little different than what I normally do as an artist. And so it might have mm -hmm. been one of those songs that I just kind of was like, I don't know if I should release that as one of my songs because, you know, it's kind of taking me in a different direction. But at some point, if that is the case, I just was like, yeah, I need to definitely release that song. Um, right. And I was very, very glad I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's like Tell That Devil for me is, I think it's my second top song on Spotify. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, the it's been a massive song for me. 
Awesome. And I mean, so I've been listening to your stuff yeah. in anticipation of this interview and yeah, it's not like any, anything else that I've heard yeah. uh, at all. So it's, it's definitely, you know, and you know, there's some, the, the production of it, it's like, it's kind of, like you said, it's kind of muddy. It's kind of dirty. Yeah. And to hear, then to hear you sing the acoustic version is like, is this the same person? Yeah. Like, this is like an angel <laughs> singing this song. Yeah. And like, it's, it's such a stark contrast to what you, what you normally do. Right. Just wanted to point that yeah. out. <laughs> like, it's not really a question. No, it's not a question. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, so it, um, it totally is. I mean, I um, I grew up in um, East Tennessee, and so a lot of my roots are pretty folky, folksy kind of stuff. Um, you know, I even like studied bluegrass music um, in college, just you know, as part of my as part of my story, but. I write all kinds of songs and um, some of those songs I, I never release. I just kind of leave in my own little space. Um, and a lot of them, I, I mean, a lot of songs I write for, for um, film and TV, you know, just, and, and they're not, it's, it's not like they're not of me cause they are, I love, I mean, I love writing dark songs, honestly. Um, and I love, reading about dark things and <laughs> I love watching dark shows so it's definitely a huge part of me um but for some reason I've just always held on to like my sad songs. <laughs> I don't, you know but I just I actually just released a song um called walking wounded and it's more of a dark like dark poppy sort of song so I have a lot of those songs and I honestly like I just kind of decided to release more of a dark ep um i'm releasing it in may but i started kind of putting out singles for it um just because i've had this song sitting around and i and i love them all and i just was like yeah now's the time covid time in the vault excellent mm -hmm. and, and so as an artist what does it mean to you as an artist what does it mean to have a show featured on a tv show or in a movie I'm, I'm guessing and you just said you this is not a, this is not something that this is something you do often so your, your your stuff ends up in shows what does it mean what's the first time that happened that must be it must you know definitely uh really kind of skyrocket your career a bit i'm i'm, I'm assuming it's a big deal yeah um it really it really depends on the show and the kind of feature your song gets um the first this is pretty funny, but the first song, the first show that ever featured one of my songs was American Idol. Um, and I had, I mean, I just never had a song on anything. And so it was a crazy moment for me. Um, and I don't know that it honestly did very much for my career, which is, you know, I mean, it was a massive show. Um, and they played one of my songs. They played this song of mine called Cut and Run. And it's just like a sad breakup song. And they played it while someone was getting kicked off the show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but anyways, it was just, it was really funny to me and also awesome. And um, so, yeah, that was my first experience. And um, it can definitely skyrocket your career. I mean, I've had, I've had, you know, little snippets of songs like 
in say somebody's like there's a driving scene or whatever and it's just like a little background music you know so like that's not going to skyrocket your career probably if it's like background music while they're talking um or I don't know just but like I've definitely had some of those some of those songs that have been like the end scene like the montage you know I've had a few of those on Grey's Anatomy which has been amazing um and you know Tell That Devil is it's just like you could not highlight that song anymore you know what I mean it's it's a focal point and so that's the kind of thing as an artist that everybody dreams about having so yeah it's pretty pretty incredible for sure it's it's got to be it's just an interesting thing to kind of look into is that you know as a as a singer songwriter I'm sure you don't go ahead and, and create your content in the anticipation of, oh, this one's gonna be great for a TV show. But it, it, and it seems like that's something that, I don't know how many years this has been something that's more prevalent, but it seems like now that's like a different aspect of the whole recording and music industry is, is the show aspect where you know, years and years and years ago, that wasn't as big of a thing. But I know for me, um, you know, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time in my car anymore. I don't, um, I don't listen to the radio. So usually when I hear a new song or a new artist, it is from a show or a movie. Yeah. Um, so I just think this is a really interesting aspect of the whole industry now is, is, you know, the, the musical side of, of shows. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I don't know why that is, honestly. I don't know if it's because something changed in the publishing world or, I don't know, but it just seems like um, television has really, um, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's because television has kind of changed and it's become more of like a big, bigger budget sort of thing where it feels more like a movie when you're watching a television show. You know, it used to be more sitcoms and things like that when we were all growing up. <laughs> and now it's just like long form kind of um, really intense budgets and drama and um yeah I mean music can just create such a such an arc to a story and um and such intense emotional feelings um it's you know of happiness of sadness of um of everything so it's it makes a lot of sense to me um and and such different vibes and moods you know that can songs can really create like can make you feel like you're in a certain era um more than almost almost as equally as you know the visuals that are used so it's really cool now you released your your fourth album is it in 2020 mm -hmm. yeah. and that's uh, the 30s or yeah. just 30s? 30s yep 30s what was that like to release an album in the year that is 2020? <laughs> the COVIDian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, well, so um, that record I had been working on. So um, just, it was like I had a one track mind for it for, you know, a few years. Um, I had kind of put everything into it. Um, 
with that record. And I also wrote a book, a companion book that goes, I have a, uh, with every song on the album, I also wrote a story and um, kind of like a story taken from my life. Um, and I did <laughs> tons of photo shoots. There's like a lot of photos in the book and stuff like that. So I just poured, poured a lot of myself into it all. Um, and so when word of the, you know, the coronavirus started getting passed around, I was like, oh, you know, I'm sure that won't be that big of a deal. <laughs> I'm sure that's kind of what everyone thought, I think. <laughs> um, but as it really started to sink in, my album was released. I can't even remember the date now because I don't know. I think it was March 27th um, was the date. And, uh, you know, March 27th was not a good time to release an album. Um, it was really starting to boil, um, on the front end of the pandemic. And so, um, I just, you know, I had put a lot of, a lot of, um, work into it. I had hired a publicist that had been working for several months. Um, those, those folks are not cheap. Um, and so, yeah, so it was, it was, it was a hard hitting, um, it was disappointing, um, but it just is what it is. I, I mean, I think for me, I, I've released several albums, you know, and this was the one for me that I was like, okay, this is the one I'm going to put it all into and I'm going to see what happens. You know, I'm going to try to make this one like the biggest, like if I can have something be big, this is going to be it, you know? And, um, and you know it just it wasn't meant to be <laughs> so but for me my career is it's not dependent on one thing like that you know for me and that's that's where that's where I'm really fortunate because I can kind of fly under the radar you know I mean I might not be like topping billboard charts but like I'm still making a good a good living and you know, still making music that I love and I can walk down the street and people aren't like, you know, <laughs> hitting. You're going to have the paparazzi really. chasing you. Yeah, no one's chasing me anywhere. Plus I don't go anywhere <laughs> because of COVID. So. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they'd be, maybe they're out there somewhere waiting for me to show up. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think too, you know, it's, it's fortunate and unfortunate at the same time, but you're not alone. Anyone else who, who, you know, released an album is, you know, not able to tour either. So it's like, everyone's just kind of at a pausing point yeah. and everyone will be able to do it, you know, again, eventually. So it's, right. I, I keep trying to tell my children that like other, or other parents who are concerned about their kids' grades, I'm like, they're all going to be behind. Like everyone in the world for a year is behind. Mm. So. Yeah. And actually, you know, because I just like everybody else didn't know what to do with myself during all of that. I actually, I did tour. Um, I, I got an RV and I did a tour called outdoor spaces and covered faces. And um, it was all, <laughs> I played small shows all outside in people's backyards, basically like house shows um, in people's backyards or in city parks. Um, and masks were required and social distancing happened. And um, so I did, I toured 
all over the country. I, I played 23 shows, I think, in the summer. And um, it was awesome. And it was fun. And I think we did it in, in a safe way. So, yeah, it was like a kind of a crazy pivot. But, you know, it, it worked out well for me. Wow. That's, that's, that's adapting. That's impressive. That's really cool. Yeah. I am very adapting. So adaptable. <laughs> yeah. And so you mentioned it, uh, you just really last week, I think you just released walking wounded. Yeah. And you mentioned it's part of a, 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 a EP, yes. uh, and it's coming out soon. So what can you tell us about that, that album and what, what are you excited about this album for people to hear? Yeah. Um, the album is called vultures. Um, and for some reason, I kind of like vultures. Um, <laughs> um, it's funny. I my my son is super creative. He's eleven, and um, he uh, a long time ago, I was trying to figure out what to name my my record label, my like fake record label, because um, you know, as an independent artist, you can just name your record label whatever you want. Um, and he immediately was like vultury vulture. He just said it immediately, and I was like kind of cool and then I, was like, <laughs> I mean it was just like in his next breath but anyways um and so I I took off the e and just named it vulture vulture records and so that's been the name of my the name of it for a while and then um it's funny you know COVID has produced a lot of DIY sort of feelings and situations in my life like it has for a lot of people I'm sure but um you know my last record I had a photographer and she's like very skilled and she took all the photos and, and all that but the for the EP I my the cover for it is literally a selfie <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just funny because I don't think it looks like a selfie but it it definitely is one I was left on the floor <laughs> and just took a selfie and then it's like this cool effect that all iPhones can do that I put on it you know um and this cool filter but I like, I don't know if you guys have seen the cover or not, but it's like, it's basically like a picture of me. Um, it's black and white and I'm looking up and I just thought when I saw it, I was like, it looks like I'm looking at the sky and it just looks like I'd be looking at vultures, you know, like flying. Wow. The sky. That's cool. You know, I already told you I have lots of dark thoughts. So that was another one of them. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so it's a five-song EP. Um, like I said, um, it's kind of me stepping out of my folky kind of, you know, roots-based um, stuff and going more in like a electronic, um, dark kind of electronic vibe. Um, Lyric-wise, it's very, very much me. And um, but yeah, just kind of a different <clears throat> landscape behind me and. Um, one I'm one I'm very comfortable with um, and uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited about it some of these songs have been hanging around um, without anyone having their you know having ears on them for several years I think the oldest song on the EP is like from 2013 or 14 probably so but you know a few of them I, I just like walking wounded is I think maybe a year and a half I don't know, two years, whatever. COVID's like taking so much of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What is time? What is yeah, time? Yeah, if COVID wouldn't have been here, it would have like been a pretty brand new song. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I have one last ARPA question yeah. for you. 
and and uh you know if, if there's anything else you can think of uh jump on in so and you had mentioned that you did play at Erp Erp expo yep. uh in 2019 um it sounded like that was a blast you you, you said like you know people are on their feet the uh, feet there's clapping they're saying along it's amazing they um, requested tell that devil twice <laughs> of course they did it was really funny <laughs> like one girl stood up and she was like um could you play that song that you played again for us at the end? No one has ever asked me that. And it was amazing. It's like, could you just, hi, we'd like you to come. Can you just play on a loop this one song yeah. 10 times? Yeah. That's, at least, that's all we need. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was really funny. So that being said, can you describe your experience with this fandom as a whole? When you, when you think about it, you know, what, what experiences come to mind and what, you know, what, what are your feelings towards the Erpers? Um, well, so I haven't had a lot of experience um, beyond the Erp Expo. Um, the Erp Expo, you know, I definitely, I, it was really cool. I, um, every, you know, everybody was like um, having, they had pictures of their headshots, I think like actresses and actors and, you know, were having people sign them and stuff. And so I did that after my show and it was like the longest line of all time for me. It was like, you know, it was like I was Mariah Carey or something. And it was, awesome. <laughs> it was like an hour and a half of just hugging people and, you know, just feeling like a kind of a rock star. It was really cool. So, all positive everybody was excellent and just so sweet um and yeah just I, I loved it and um my other direct um my other direct uh encounter I guess um <laughs> was I played a show um in Decatur Georgia and I think like 20 herpers came it was a Christmas show and it was really cool you know it was like I think I sold out because of that and that was unexpected and very very cool and um the the folks that came the herpers brought me like homemade or handmade um Christmas ornaments it was very sweet and you know just like hanging out with them and they were just very supportive very very supportive of the whole show of my music they bought a ton of merch it was just really sweet so my experience has been awesome everybody has been very sweet very supportive very loving and it's been really really nice you know jill you're our mariah carey <laughs> yes i should make a t-shirt that says that <laughs> We, we, we might we might beat you to that right the erpers are already on it now. yeah you guys have already got the printing presses to that <laughs> if you make that t-shirt can i can i have like miraculary boobs and like <laughs> yes okay we'll give you we'll give you final art uh, approval <laughs> that sounds really good i love it oh. Well, thank uh, you so much. Yeah. This has been a pleasure, Jill. Thank you for doing Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Yeah. It was really, really nice to meet you. Meet you guys. Um, I really appreciate the call and good luck with everything. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we'll, we'll, we'll give you, when your album does come out, uh, we will give you some level shout it out 
on on the Twitter and all that kind of stuff. We'll 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 you know we'll make sure Erpers know that you have some stuff coming. That up. is awesome. Thank you so much. Of course, we'll, we'll send you that Mariah Carey T-shirt when we get it printed. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's any any minute. Actually, we're waiting for it right now. It should be here any minute. <laughs> okay, I'm waiting. I'll, I'll be waiting for it. So. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks, Stay, stay safe. Okay. Bye. Yes, be, be safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care.